Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter with my guest Brody to recap the Broncos loss against the Carolina Panthers 23 to 10 in Carolina. The Broncos fall to an embarrassing, putrid, terrifying, horrible three and eight record. Um, the Broncos have officially reached a new low. Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and get straight into it. No need for an intro in this one. The Broncos, it, it's looking very, 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 very rough for the rest of the future. We're not, you know, the rest of the future, but the foreseeable future for this team, this franchise, the organization, the front office, the players, everything about it. Um, this isn't an overreaction because there's nothing positive to look at. There's not nothing good to go off of. Um, I don't know. Well, what are you thinking about this one, Brody? I don't know. We we talked last game about. I mean, you said that it was one of your hardest games to watch or the worst game you've watched as a Broncos fan. And I gotta say, this one topped it. Uh, as a Broncos yeah. fan, I'm 18 years old. I've I've been a fan since I think I was like four. So, I this is I it's so bad it was so bad there's nothing to look at that you're like oh that was good maybe maybe the touchdown drive where it took us seven chances inside the 10 yard line or the 20 yard line to score a touchdown I just I throw my hands in the air and I want to like uh say I made a mistake last week I said that um it uh Nathaniel Hackett it what's the use in firing him now we have the rest of the season we already season's already over I think he needs to be gone now uh, especially after this game uh it's just I I don't know what to say I throw my hands up in the air and this was the hardest game I've ever had to watch it was so bad yeah. just so bad every level our defense was not good our offense was not good I do not see a bright spot in this game and it was just it was rough it was bad yeah I um I, I couldn't agree more. This is the worst. I, I'm even counting Super Bowl 48. This is the worst game I've ever watched as a Broncos fan, as any fan of any team, any sport, anything. I this It was so damn hard to watch this game. And, you know, I, I obviously had to finish it so that I could, you know, have the proper, um, you know, analysis of this game to, you know, inform yeah. you guys on this podcast. Um, but... Um, my goodness, I like I hate I hate acting like this, but it's so hard to be a fan of this team. It's so hard. I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, let I I mean I guess I guess let's break this down. You know, in chronological order, the Broncos obviously um just terrible start. Uh, this is two three three and outs. Uh, to start two straight uh three and outs to start the game, maybe even three straight three and outs. Um. Obviously, um, another big thing to talk about in this game, PS2 has lost his confidence, um, it looks like. He got absolutely burned on that touchdown on the drag route um, by DJ Moore. He got burned late in the game on like a 50-yard completion um, down the right side. He knew it too. He grabbed his helmet frustration. Um, by He got burned by DJ Moore on that deep route. Um this is probably PS2's worst game as a Bronco. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe this is his first t- touchdown given up as a Bronco. Um, it's um, – I don't I don't even know, like, what – he was, like, the one bright spot on this team. 
Um, we are guarding him as the best corner in the league. I don't know if we can still say that anymore. Um, I don't know. He's, he's, still just, a good, he's still, of course, a great player, and I love to have yeah. him on the team. Yeah. But, I mean, it, after the past two games, you kind of look at him, and there was the debate, like, through Broncos fans, whether you would want Micah Parsons or Pat Sertan, and now it's – I feel like it's solidified. Yeah, I would rather have Micah Parsons right now. And I think Pat Sertan will be and will be a great player, and he's only in his second year, and he's only going to get better. But, yeah. I mean, this this is – not a game to go off of when you talk about Pat Sertan greatness and neither was last game. And I hope, like you said, he can gain that confidence back because he, we need him to at least be able to lock down somebody on the team. And that wasn't, that didn't happen today. Yeah. I, I would still rather have Pat Sertan in, in that debate, but that's, that's for a whole nother day. Um, but just today, you know, he's one of the bright spots on this team um, this season and even last year. Um, and then when he loses today, it's like where when he gets beat multiple times today, gives up the touchdown. It it's so hard. And um, let's go ahead and talk about that fourth quarter. Mike Purcell getting in Mike uh, Russell Wilson's face, screaming at him. That is oh. something. That is probably the only thing I'd like to see in this game. Um, obviously, it was cool seeing Latavius Murray put up some stats. Um, the majority of 81 yards was in the first half. Nothing happened in the second half because they were playing catch-up. But besides Latavius Murray, the one bright spot that we got to see was some player finally had the guts to step up to someone on the offense and light a fire under their ass. And on the, on the flip side, that is a horrible look for Russell Wilson because you had absolutely no response to that. If you looked at the – if you guys look at the clip, he literally – when Mike Purcell is getting in his face, yelling at him, he basically like had nothing to say. I I couldn't even like make out what he was saying. It looked like gibberish. He probably just mumbled something to like maybe look like he had a response to the cameras, but he really didn't. This is just an all-time low for Russell Wilson in this offense. Um, I I don't know any other way to put it. Um, also, wide receivers just terrible game today to get no oh. separation there was no separation at all and i said in the pregame episode the panther secondary is a really is one of the best in the league their defense questionable um obviously it's not that hard to bottle up this putrid broncos offense so i still stand by the fact that the panthers defense is overrated um i know people came at me for that we all have our opinions but just horrible game today from the receiver room no separation at all. They could barely, barely get that touchdown um, in the, at the end of the game. Uh, it was a busting coverage on, you know, um, that route from Brandon Johnson, his first career touchdown catch. Congrats to him. But overall, nothing nothing positive to go off of. I My whole takeaway is I don't know where we go from here with this Broncos future. It is – this is like – as a head coach, why would you want to step into this situation? Exactly. Like it you have nothing. I, I don't know. Like maybe I'm just overreacting, but it's like I don't know if we have any pieces to be, you know, excited about. Yeah. Have, it, it, oh, sorry, my bad. My bad. No, I was just gonna say, like, the pieces that we do have to be excited about, they're injured. So it's mm -hmm. like better luck next season, I guess. 
Yeah, and it doesn't get any better that we were hand delivering a top five pick to the Seattle Seahawks. And we don't have picks. I mean, we have San Francisco, but they just keep getting better. San Francisco is looking amazing right now. They're looking like a possible Super Bowl contender. And that's going to give us a bottom 10 pick most likely in the first round. And it's still a first round pick. But, I mean, we don't have much of anything to go off of to improve next year. And it, it, besides our injuries, which I we do have a lot of talent injured right now. But, I mean, going back to, like, the – the beginning of the game. I mean, we have a, we have Latavius Murray give our, our best rushing or our best running play of the entire season with a 52 yard rush. And I, we immediately just like, you get happy about it, but as a Denver Broncos fan, you can't like, when you see something amazing happen, you can't get too happy because it's almost like something bad is going to happen in, in, almost right after that every single time and it's just it's so hard to get happy about anything ever and we don't have a lot of stuff to approve for next year besides maybe coaching and we can get rid of Nathaniel Hackett and try and get a new coach and hope that works but if that doesn't then what else where where else do you go from there Russell Wilson today 19 of 35 142 passing yards a touchdown um, it just looks like your average Broncos quarterback stat line. I mean, we trade two first, two seconds, three starters. We give up a quarter of a billion dollars, and this is what we get. Like, I understand the, the receiver room was having no separation today, but I don't know. Me, personally, I've been really positive about Russell Wilson, um, and I think he can turn it around, but today I just took a really major step back. I I understand the situation. I mean, you put a lot of quarterbacks in this, you know, hospitalized situation where you have multiple injuries. Your your and then your depth at the receiver position just fails to get any separation, and um, you know your most dynamic threats in that wide receiver room are injured: KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. Um, and it's like, and then the offense that you're in is completely piss poor, terrible. Um, it's awful and nobody knows how to execute this offense it feels like russell wilson at times doesn't even know like the plays that he's running also the amount of times i saw the broncos run verticals today i am going to dude if i ever see you hack it i i swear to god like i know this is the most basic shit i i know he's not calling plays anymore but this is his offense that clint kubiak's running with i i know i hope people realize that clint kubiak didn't put together a whole playbook of his own in one week to get the plays called. No, he's running Hackett's play, uh, play uh, playbook right now, outside zone scheme. Um, it's, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating how basic this offense is and the fact that they can't even execute that. It's terrible. Also, I just saw on Twitter, Zach Stevens reported that uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Hackett said in his press conference he didn't see Mike Purcell yelling at Russ on the sidelines. Bro, you were standing right in front of him. Right there. He was right in front You're of telling him. me you need to hear that? He He's just too scared to give a response to this shit. It's, a, dude, get it's him out of so here. It's ridiculous how much leadership Nathaniel Hackett lacks. It is so bad. He is 
get out. I've never seen, uh, honestly, uh, I don't know. Like Josh McDaniels was bad. Nathaniel Hackett may be one of the worst coach, worst head coaches I've ever seen. Like it's so like he has no leadership. He needs to stick to a coordinator spot or a QB coach. He cannot be the leader of a team. He is just not. It, it doesn't fit him at all. It does not fit him exactly. to go up to go up on on a on a press conference after a game when your player Mike Purcell is showing more leadership than you and you saying that you don't hear it or see it or you don't even want to pay attention to it when you are standing right there is ridiculous i it's ridiculous nathaniel hackett needs to leave immediately it, it's ridiculous it's just fucking laughable at this point <laughs> as a broncos fan all you can do to cure your depression is just laugh at this shit like it does not get this is literally worse than urban meyer bro like yeah it's bad it's it's bad really bad like what 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 purpose does nathaniel hackett even serve anymore like just get him out of here like you said last week he's a he's a he's he's a a qualified fan bro like come on like we're i I want my opportunity can i can i be head coach oh what's up up, george i trust you more than nathaniel hackett (laughs) oh shit we might Uh, hey we might win more games I'll win at least one. I'll under that. Um, <laughs> then you can go on the press press conference and talk about Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, it's just the Broncos overall takeaway. They've reached a new low, and um, not really any bright uh, spots to look forward to moving forward with this team. Um, the defense, you can't be mad at them for you know twenty three points today because there's multiple bad field positions. There was multiple times where they were, had to be on the field for a long time because the offense was, wasn't able to do jack shit. And yeah. they're just always on the field. Like, how can you be mad at them for that? Um, I'm not yeah. mad at them for this game. Um, I am a little concerned by PS2 losing his confidence a little bit. But overall, I still think PS2 is a top two corner in the league. Um, I'm not changing my mind on that. He does. He deserves to be first team all pro. Um but everybody knows their bad games and stuff. I mean, exactly. being a, being an NFL corner, you're not going to be great every single weekend, week out. You're going to have your bad games. I mean, Look, hell, week one, Jalen Ramsey gets 153 passer rating on him. So I was right about to say, look at Jalen Ramsey, look at Jair Alexander, look at Xavier Howard, look at Darius Slay. Like, yeah, they're not going to have a great game every game. So. Especially Jair Alexander and Jalen Ramsey, they get burnt on like. Not a weekly basis, but it when when they do, it's get they get constantly clowned on the media, and um, they can't make a mistake. Hopefully, it's not coming for Passer Tan this week. Um, it, it did a little bit last week, um, just because that's how the nature of sports is. When you're at the top of the game, you're gonna get judged and clowned by every fan in the world. Um, when you have your bad games, um, you know, look at LeBron James, some of the best athletes that we see constantly get clowned um russell westbrook was regarded as one of the best point guards in the league and almost of all time like his ability to get triple doubles is insane and now that he's awful he's regarded as one of the worst players in the league and rightfully so so yeah (sighs) and to judge when you are on top immediately you cannot like 
you you cannot have a single bad performance or and then and then when you do have your bad performance and then do well the next game the the time you do well you don't get noticed for it which is I I just that's one of my biggest pet peeves about um about sports and everything is you know you can't you can have a bad game and then the next game have an amazing game and not get noticed for it. Yeah, Cortland signed six catches, seventy-five yards. Um, I mean, it is what it is. That's, I mean, it's something. Um, nothing really much else to say to say about this game. Special teams, I will say though, has just been it was putrid, terrible today, awful. Um, don't even know how else to describe how terrible um, it's been. Um, it was probably the worst special teams game of the season. Uh, the Broncos had very poor starting field position today. Um, yeah, nothing really much else. Um, that one turnover was a muffed punt by the Panthers. You can't say that was forced by the Broncos. Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was a good recovery, but it wasn't, you know, off of any talent of ours. Um, any other takeaways you have from this game you just got on your mind? Oh, it was just worst game I've ever watched. And I hope my, one of my biggest hopes is that our defense can learn how to create turnovers by themselves. Cause uh, that's the one thing that they haven't been able to do. Exactly. I, and I, on the touchdown, I mean, Sam Darnold fumbles and we somehow don't get it. And he somehow scores, which is the most Broncos thing. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know anything else. I, I, I'm lost for words at this point. I was talking with someone this morning um, saying how it's kind of crazy to think that even though our defense is like top three, top five, um, like you said, we just like don't generate turnovers, which has been sneakily like it quietly a very big issue for this team for many years, many, many yeah. years. Yeah. Also the pass rush has been taking quite a toll the last few weeks, but the turnovers, we outside of that one game where Caden Stearns had two picks, um, our secondary only has two total interceptions on the year. Well, those were both in the the Jaguars game, the the Simmons pick and the K1 Williams pick. Exactly. So it's yeah. literally outside of those two games, what have we done to get get turnovers for the offense? And no, I'm not trying to. I understand offense hasn't done jack shit for the defense. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like a in return thing. So it's expected, but that's just something to take note of. Great teams, um, you know, generate turnovers. Maybe it's a part of the defense that we're running. Um, less zone means you know less chances for, uh, for interceptions. Uh, I know we run a lot more man coverage with Avero than Big Fangio, but. Just I think we've also, we've also been getting unlucky on because we did at the beginning of the season we were like number one in forced fumbles, but we that is that is true, yeah. And the Broncos need to, you know, sometimes it has to do with the way the ball bounces and whatnot. But the Broncos can just never get their hands on the football once it's punched out, which yeah. really really sucks. And once again, another Broncos stat. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, at least we scored more than nine points this week. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how, like I said, I don't know how it took us seven, almost, I mean, almost eight chances. Like, I, I was I was sitting out there, I was like, is it going to seriously take us eight chances to score a touchdown? Like, really? We have to go through this, time, like, over and over and over again. Like, I mean, it should not take you seven chances when you're inside the 20-yard line 
and you're first in goal or, or you're down in distance and you cannot score. So I want to wrap this episode up talking about a major topic. Obviously, I've seen a lot on Twitter today, um, people talking about Russell Wilson's contract and how they could potentially opt out, what the dead cap money hits would look like. Um, someone who I, I would, oh my gosh, I would love to have if Russell Wilson doesn't pan out and somehow we just like are terrible next season again. Caleb Williams is the next great quarterback. This dude is going to light up the league for years to come. He's going to be like, imagine him versus Pat Mahomes in this event. Oh my gosh. If we can get like a great head coach pair with him, it's over. It's over. Yeah. But he's going to be obviously the first overall pick. So it would take quite a bit to, to make that turnaround. Um, I know I was talking uh, in a comment section, Judy Region, if you're listening to this, um, he, he brought up the fact that the, that the, um, sorry, the Eagles were able to opt out of and get out of that Carson Wentz uh, contract. And they ended up, you know, rolling with Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah. I'm not too sure on the specific numbers, but it doesn't look like the Broncos are going to be able to escape this Russell Wilson contract um, until around like 2025 ish, which is crazy. And Caleb Williams isn't eligible for the NFL draft till 2024. He just one of very many names that the Broncos potentially, you know, get if they do move on from Russ. Um, I'm not, I'm just, you know, throwing around a potential, you know, debate. I'm not saying we're, we should move on from Russ. I personally still believe in Russ. I think the t- situation he is in is in ter- is terrible. Um, uh, but I also yeah. think he has played pretty poorly this season. Um, but, you know, the circumstances should be considered. Um, you know, when you look at the situations in Seattle, he wasn't dealing with multiple terrible injuries. Um, his offensive lines were, uh, overhated by the fans. Um, uh, also, you know, the, the system he was in with Pete Carroll was really well set up for him. Um, as much as I hate to say it, they did a great job uh, game planning Russ and calling plays for Russ in his 10 years in Seattle. Um, I don't know. What, what are you thinking about Russell Wilson in your head? Are you already thinking about moving on from him potentially down the road? Um, if the Broncos were to be able to, uh, if the Broncos uh, got rid of him by the June deadline um, next year, they would have to take a $107 million dead cap hit. <laughs> but how, how are you feeling about this situation? Honestly, uh, I still believe in Russ as well. I He's shown so many flashes of, of him still being able to be the guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just he's in such a bad position. I'm not in the area to be like i'm done with russ i definitely feel like with maybe some a run game next year when javante williams comes back and hopefully his knee heals good enough to where he's back to his uh good self and same with uh tim patrick yeah hopefully we can show or he can show that he is still you know a top quarterback in the league and i think he still has a chance to i think he just needs to get acclimated um i just Right now, it's looking bad. I yeah. hope it's better. And I think this end of the season, really, this last, what, is it six games, right? Uh, six more games, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope that this is the time where he needs to show. This is not like, uh, oh, we got the season's over. We're not going to try. This is where he needs to show and give some sign that he is still that guy. And that's his opportunity to and you know Caleb Williams would be nice but I hope we're not number one overall pick worthy next 
here. I really, really hope we're not even close. So, um, yeah, that's that's my thought on the whole QB room. And I, 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 I thought when we got Russell Wilson, we still wouldn't be having this conversation. But uh, it's, yeah, but it's, yes, it's outrageous. Um, yeah, it's and it's a situation where the Broncos are very much stuck in this contract with Russell Wilson. Like they have, they're basically think of it as like George Payton, Russell Wilson, and this offense are locked in the facility and they can't get out until they figure this, this thing out. Yeah. It's that's basically how it is right now with their con with his contract. They have to figure this thing out or else they're just going to suck for the next three, four five years. So um, they're, they are under contract with him for uh, I believe like the next three or four years. Um, like yeah. it's, it's locked in. They can't really escape it unless they take a massive cap hit, um, which, you know, the Broncos can't really afford. I mean, they're going to be in salary hell if they do that. So yeah. um, Russell Wilson's stats on the season, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, 83 quarterback rating, two, uh, 2,200 yards. To put that in, to put the, the touchdown and interception ratio into exa uh, example, Drew Locke had seven touchdowns, three interceptions, in his first uh, five in his first uh, five games or so to end that season where uh, Joe Flacco got injured. Yeah, wow, eleven games to five. That's a, Russell Wilson played double the amount of games. Yep, he's played double. he's played in ten games, and this is the result we've got. It just like just everybody just let that sink in for a second. It's unbelievable that. We traded two years of future, um, an effective starter in Shelby Harris. We, we replaced him well. Um, Noah Fant, we replaced him well. Um, Drew Locke, doesn't matter. But it's it's like at this point, Drew Locke could have did this same result, if not better. So it's really hard to fathom the, this truth, but the Broncos are really screwed. I hate to say it. The Broncos are screwed. And they got to figure this way. This they got to figure this way out. A bit a good, really good start would be to finish the season off well. Um, try to may, maybe get some wins at the end of the season to get some uh you know something positive going into the off season. Get something. Um, yeah, like I said, like I hope our offense shows some something, something. Give me something, God. Yeah, yeah give me something. I think this is what I'm thinking for a recipe to you know, have a little bit of excitement or hope going into the off season. Start off tomorrow morning, fire Hackett. I know I've said that there's no point firing him because you don't have a better solution. But at this point, he's he's not serving any purpose. He gave up decision-making. He gave up play calling. And he just looks like an absolute joke in his interviews. And uh, he's demonstrating poor leadership at this point, which was his only strength at the beginning of the season. And everything is diminished for him as a head coach. He's just not meant to be one. Get rid of him. Um, I completely disagree with people who say Avero should jump in as interim head coach. I think it's career suicide for him. Um, at least in the, as a Bronco, at least um, he could be a good head coach uh, somewhere else, potentially down the road, but I don't think he's ready for that. Um, I say throw Dom capers in at interim head coach for the rest of the season. That makes sense. He has experience. Um, he probably would have been a better option week one. That's crazy to say. But yeah. um, after that, try to try to generate an offensive game plan 
for the last few games where you can get something positive and, um, you know, give your your offense and your, your team something exciting to go off of for Russell Wilson. Get some passing touchdowns going for him. I know it's super foolish and silly to say that, but get some passing touchdowns for him. Get excited about that. Obviously, stats aren't everything, but, you know, get something good to go off of. Score some touchdowns, whether it's on the ground or, you know, just get some good drives going, get something good going on offense to move into next season. And then when you go into next season, get someone who has experience, who's going to rally this team, who's going to let them know, despite the terrible season we just had, that there's still there's still hope, there's still light at the end of the tunnel. And get someone who can coach up quarterback Russell Wilson to get back to the caliber player that he once was, that we literally just saw like a, about a year ago before his injury. We need this Russell Wilson back. The Broncos, Broncos country needs this Russell Wilson back. This entire George Payton needs it back because he looks, he looks like he made probably the worst trade in NFL history, um, and the worst of the most high, uh, worst hire um, in NFL history at, in Nathaniel Hackett. He ne- he needs this. This fan base needs it. The organization needs it. So fire Hackett tomorrow. Probably won't happen. But Capers, the interim head coach get some touchdowns, maybe a few wins at the end of the season, go into the off season, hire a really solid head coach, then potentially get a really good draft pick in the first round, have a great draft and sign some veterans and free agency, get more experience on this team. That's what we need. We need to stop, you know, focusing more on the youth and rebuilding because what we need is a winning team right now for Russell Wilson. Um, this fan base needs it too. Once we can get that going, Maybe we got something to go off of, but right now we're just literally we've dug ourselves the biggest hole, the deepest hole that uh, any uh, sports franchise could be in because we're just right now our quarterback has seven touchdown passing touchdowns in the season and he is under a two hundred forty five million dollar contract with multiple with a hundred like a hundred something guaranteed. So. It, something something needs to be done now. There there needs to be changes made. The Broncos just lost by 13 to a team that they've owned all time, and this happens. This is not something the Broncos are. I think the culture is taking a massive dip after uh, Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett came to Denver. Well, I think it certainly could be um, revamped over the offseason and uh, trending from the end of the season. Yeah, let's just hope that uh, Russell Wilson finished finishes with more touchdowns than he has bathrooms in his house, which is 12. Let's hope he gets at least 13 passing touchdowns this season. That's what I'm rooting for. Russ, I think you're going to have to remove some bathrooms from your house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Or just buy a whole new mansion together. I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, the way he's been shitting up, shitting on this offense, he – He's probably going to need to keep all those bathrooms, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With that being said, uh, that's it for today's episode. Um, I would love to say, I hope you guys enjoyed, but probably in the worst mood after this terrible offensive performance by this team. Um, hopefully we get some news that uh, Nathaniel Hackett gets canned within the next 24 hours. Cause um, Broncos country needs something to celebrate off of. I, f- I feel really bad um, for you guys. Um 
Oh, so, okay, I just saw a tweet. Russell Wilson told Dave Logan, um, a Broncos announcer, about uh, the exchange between Mike Purcell and the field. He said, I loved it. He came off real pissed off, said, let's fucking go. Me and him are on the same page. We And then Purcell told uh, one of our Broncos reporter, we just need a spark, just trying to get a spark. It comes from a place of love. I like that. It's, yeah, that's good. That's that good. Both of, them, both of them understand. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, Mike Purcell telling him to f off or anything like that. It's, yeah, I mean, plain least, and simple. At least he didn't say uh, I didn't hear him yell at me. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> heck it. Um, but anyways, so yeah, that um, that kind of wraps up that uh, exchange between them. Um, I mean, that's the best response you could give to that. Um, that's just Russell Wilson, you know, being a good guy on his part, um, being positive. Um, one thing I will give him credit for is he has been calm under the storm. Um, calm before the storm um, all season long he hasn't folded by any means um, well with his personality at least but um, well the personality we at least see at the cameras but yeah um, yeah just hopefully we can uh, you know get something positive um, not even sure who we face next week who, do we play the Chiefs please don't tell me we play the Chiefs uh, let me let me look at ESPN real quick um We play the Ravens. We the play Ravens. the Ravens. It's another 12 o'clock. It's another 11 o'clock game. Um, this is going to be in Baltimore. Another. Hey, maybe we're in for one of those, like, those Dallas Cowboy games from last year where we just put up 30 points out of nowhere. Although I've been saying that every week. Maybe maybe it's the week for the 30-point game. But uh, I'm just I like, yeah, you're asking for too much, bro. Yeah. asking for anything over 16 points is is like over 10 what, over 10 points yeah i uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh today's episode look i just want to say all the broncos fans listening uh, if you listen to the very end i appreciate you guys so much but for all of broncos country i'm so sorry for what you've had to you know go through this whole season um if you've had to turn off the tv after the first half of football i don't blame you at all um, but we're here for you guys. Um, we're to think of this podcast as your therapy. Um, hopefully here to, uh, relieve any stress, I guess, and let you guys know that you have something to relate to. We're fans just like you guys want to let you guys know that, you know, um, hopefully there's better days to come. Uh, we're going to continue to bring the most honest, um, you know, reactions and, uh, you know, re- you know, recaps of the games, um, on this podcast, um, so make sure to stick with us for the rest of the season. We got plenty more episodes and content coming. Um, if you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, make sure you follow, hit the notification button. Um, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button right now. That makes it so much easier for me and my co-hosts to uh, continue to produ- produce content and upload videos for you guys. Um, if you're listening via audio and video, I don't care. I appreciate the support so much wherever you're listening. Um, just make sure you're followed, have notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue podcast. With that being said, until the next episode, peace.